Hi everyone, welcome back to A Cup of Cozy. My name is Oriana. And I'm Wanda. And today's Thursday. It celebrates our one month of being in the house fully. In our hard. <laughs> I can't, <laughs> I can't say hard, hard quarantine, quarantine. Our soft quarantine, way longer. Yes, way, way, way longer. Um, so we have um, a topic. It is coronavirus based topic but you know but like we we talk about lots of different things um and we are going to chat with you before yeah so friendly reminder we are now six days away from um my instagram live which people are already plotting to ruin and i think that's stupid but that's fine don't embarrass yourself right you know what now's a really good time since Mm -hmm. you have so much time on your hands is to Mm -hmm. say hey can I be a little bit more grown up? Can I get into the reality of life and not fantasy land? Mm-mm. Because if this doesn't slap reality onto your eyes, I don't know what will. I don't see how it couldn't, but, you know, there's still people. Right. Still people. And I think it's a good time to say, what am I getting out of this? Absolutely nothing, but I'm going to look foolish. And why do you want to look foolish? There's so many people out there every day. The president, who looks foolish, who's still lying. Still standing in front of a panel of people that are medical experts dealing with the everyday horrific events of the pandemic, and he's still lying about it. Continuously. It's all going to be a beautiful day. Yeah, it's not yet. And, you know, we've come a long way, especially like in a place like New York, where they're getting it under control, although more people are dying, less people are on ventilators, more people are going home. Um, More people are recovering from it, Mm -hmm. so they're getting a better grip on it. And as New York starts to hit the curve a little bit and bring it down, they're going to be able to help the other states that are going to be coming up in the same situation, hopefully not as horrific as the epicenter of California and New York. So, you know, start to look at yourself at this time. It's a wonderful time to sit with yourself because you can't sit with a lot of other people. Um, So what we did want to do, though, is... I made the executive decision that on Wednesday, the live stream, I'm just going to give you guys um, California time and New York time, and then you can kind of figure it out from there. Um, So it's going to be 11 o'clock in California in the afternoon, 2 o'clock in New York. And then everyone else can figure it out because I'd like to figure it out for everybody. But I, that's just the time I think that works best. Um, I then had also people ask me, am I going to do it more than once? I'll see. I'll if see. Yourself, I'll see how this you goes. Don't, you don't make a situation and this, that could be fun. Into right. And this is the one thing because it does involve a, a third person that – I'm leaving for a surprise, even though I think some people already guessed, but that's besides the point. You're surprise, if Megan Mullally, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> so Billy Eichner. <laughs> Remember the time he's like, I met Megan Mullally. That was it funny. Not it's Mullally. not Megan Mullally. Nothing against Megan Mullally. I hope she's doing well during this. Yeah, summer. but um, if you want to embarrass yourself in front of that particular person too. That's not going to be fun either because they're not going to take well to it. That's all I'm saying. You have three people that are not going to take well to foolishness. I just want people to understand something because I'm a very kind person. I am 
very open to people being themselves and expressing themselves. I do not take kindly to people that go out of their way to ruin things for other people or ruin other people's days. I really don't take kindly to it. And you may for the first time on air see a side of this very nice mom who could be really not nice because I don't like people to do things like that. I don't like when people specifically target things. Um, and some of you are going to say, well, that's what your daughter does. Because I'm already ahead of this curve. I'm ahead of the curve. That is not what my daughter does. She does not attack someone unless she has been attacked first or has an underlying reason that you may not know of on the surface because you don't know everything about everyone's life. So sometimes you're like, well, she's going after this person for no reason. No, there's a history. There's a something. I know this. Yeah, I don't just attack people for no reason. It's just so. the way that people see it. People see things the way they want to. Right. They don't your see it for what it is. is not the facts. Mm-hmm. Your narrative is your perspective. And perspective is a very wide-ranged emotional view, an emotional view at things. When you have a perspective, you put your emotions into it. And that's Mm -hmm. what jades the perspective. That's why it's hard sometimes for people to look at the facts. Ever wonder why when police are looking for some kind of person to make a confession, Mm -hmm. they interview so many people in so many ways? Yes, watch the first 48. Because the perspectives Mm -hmm. of how everything goes down is completely different from person to person to person to person. And what they do is they take those stories, see which corroborates which facts, because they have the facts, and that's how they zero in on the person that becomes the prime suspect. Yeah. So So that's the first part we wanted to talk about, is because we are six, we're six days away now from it. And we want it to be something that's fun, um, it's gonna piss people off regardless. I know that. I knew it going into it. But you know what? I look at it this It doesn't way. have to. That piss me off every day. I just deal with it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to learn to just deal. It's the worst thing to do, but you have to deal. You just have to go, it's the way it is. Like right now, in the middle of all this. We mm-hmm. don't want to be in this, but you have to deal. You can't change it. You have to go through it. Yes. You can't go over it. Can't, can't go, go over it. Right. Gotta go through it. And that's that's with everything in life, really. If you think about it, there's very few things you can get around. You think you're getting around them, but you actually aren't. You're not. Gotta go through it. So, uh, what else do we want to talk about? Um, Okay, here's a topic. Um, This this has been kind of on my mind uh, recently, and, and I've been... I talked to you a little bit about it yesterday. You know, I know lots of people are journaling and blogging and, you know... We're all oh yeah, I had my controversial tweet of the day, which says, um, "I don't know who needs to hear this, but no one is going to publish, let alone read your journal from quarantine, since we're all living through the same you shit." Know, um, would we like to to read Andrew Cuomo's journal? Yes. Sure. Would I even like to read what the president's writing? I know it would consist of nani nani poo poo. I don't like you. Mm-hmm. I'm getting rid of you now. You're fired. Hey, you know that's kind of what his quarantine word's going to be like. I've been writing things down during the quarantine. I don't hope to be published. I do hope to share it with people, but not in a way that I hope to gain anything out of it. But I, I want people to understand everybody should write down how they feel because you want to remember those Journal things. for yourself, not for the validation of publication. Right. Not, not to be like, 
well, I'm a bachelorette and I was on The Bachelorette, so everybody cares what Lily Tilly, Mary Rachel, Hannah Banana, Fanna fucking Moody, Lada Lada cares about during the quarantine. All of us are basically doing the same thing. We're trying to get groceries. We're trying to get toilet paper. We're trying to get some exercise. We're hoping to hug our friends and family again. And that's where it begins and that's where it ends. Um, you know, there's are, there are people who have way more interesting lives than we do. And that's also an, a big reality check for people. Oh, yeah. To think that you are not the center of the universe, but there are other people the universe kind of revolves around. So that's a good thing to think about while you're sitting at home. And um, so I've been writing down little things and little facts. And one of the facts I wrote down the other day was, um, this is a sporting fact. So if you're not into sports, you can skip this part or you can kind of just suffer through like I do to most things that people tell me. Um, I believe very much that sports is a great diversion in life. And it's something that brings a great camaraderie. We meet friends at sporting events. We take our families to sporting events. We have children and relatives that play sports. So we gather at sporting events. And um, being a very big sporting family in the respect that we love hockey, we love football, and we watch Hockey, football, baseball, we watch college football, we watch uh, March Madness. We're very into all of those things. And one of the things, if you know about us, is that we were New England Patriot fans. I am not just a New England Patriot fan. I'm also a Jet fan. I've been a lifelong Jet fan. And I really love sports, as I often say. I will get, not. I'm not a bandwagon fan, but I, you can sucker me into watching any sporting event. And I will pick a side and root for it and be happy about it and go the full nine yards for it. But we were New England Patriot fans, and as people know by now that Tom Brady has left the New England Patriots. Oh, yeah, I'm still a New England Patriots fan. And I am still a New England Patriots fan. I am still a Jet fan. Um, you know, there are some teams I love more than others, but, you know, I had a good time in the Super Bowl. I had fun watching the Super Bowl, even though I had no vested interest yeah. in the Super Bowl. I enjoyed watching it. Um, as, again, as I said, we're not bandwagon. I'm not bandwagoning. I just can support any team that I get involved with. So I gave it some careful thought. And for a long time, while this was all going on and Tom Brady was talking about leaving, I was like, nah, that's not going to happen. He's not going to leave the New England Patriots. Why would you? You see, unlike in hockey, sometimes what you think is going to be a lifelong player gets traded and you're really surprised. Yes. I think, though, in football, you have way more ability to stay where you want to stay. Right. Hockey, it's it's less in your control. It's just like right. you're gone. Hockey is traded often. There's there's many times during a season. In fact, you can trade all season long, but there are specific times where you definitely do trade. Not so in football. They make trades, but not as frequently as hockey. So I really didn't think Tom Brady was going to go anywhere, especially because he seems so loyal to um, – the Patriots and the Patriots and the fans, especially the fans, seem so loyal to him. And I understand that. He is the greatest quarterback of all time. And I have many quarterbacks that I think deserve that title. But for as it stands right now, it's the greatest quarterback of all time. And I read an article yesterday, and this is what I want bringing this up about Tom Brady, is the fact that he's a billion gazillionaire, so he doesn't need the money. He's very talented. I do not believe that Tom Brady will take any other team to the Super Bowl past the New England Patriots. 100% I agree. he will retire a New England Patriot. So his loyalty to the fans is what really got me. Because I don't think you own the owner anything because you gave what you're supposed to. You signed a contract to play football and to play it well, which he did. 
But you owe the fans something. And I'm not a big person that thinks fans should be owed something. But I will tell you, nobody rides harder for their team than the New England Patriot fans. And I can say that, and I know we have a big rivalry between New York and New England, but nobody, nobody rides harder than the New England Patriot fans. And I think he let the fans down. And normally I don't really care what fans think, but I think in this case, it's a way different circumstance because you didn't need the money. You didn't necessarily need another Super Bowl ring. You have six. Right. And you really didn't need to go to another team because why did you? Did you just do it? Then I began to realize it became something that I hope it's not, but I think it's what it is, is ego. Is I am that good, I can take any team to the Super Bowl. Right. And if that's what it's about, it makes me sad. It makes me sad, too. Everybody knows I kind of voiced a lot of opinions about it uh, recently. I'm, uh, I had a lot of people ask me, so you're not a Patriots fan anymore. Nope. In this situation, especially, no, because there's still so many people on the team that I do love, and that and that's my team. For me, that's my team. And you um, don't just leave the team. I'm just disappointed. that I'm upset about is I read this article, and um, Tom Brady did an interview with Howard Stern. Both Howard Stern and Tom Brady were friends with Donald Trump. And Howard Stern said he knew him because he's a New York personality. Donald Trump was a New York personality. He said, however, Donald Trump started to run for president and started to ask him for favors. He said, and I had to turn him down because I rode hard for Hillary Clinton. And Howard Stern said, I wanted Hillary Clinton to be the next president of the United mm -hmm. States. He said, and I had to tell him, no, I, I can't do these things. And what was very odd to me about Tom, and I knew of, of these things, but his perspective on it really made an impact. He said in the article that the New England Patriot others in, on the team were fine with him being friends with Trump. He didn't let politics get involved with his football. Yet, you kept a MAGA hat in your locker. And Howard Stern asked him, did that not upset certain people on your team? And he said, no, it didn't. Well, apparently it did, but those players were, did not want to come forward and say it because they felt he's no longer on the team, it doesn't matter. They said they just wish he had done the interview in a timely place when he was still on the team. So it made me a little upset because I thought if you kept that a secret, and you kind of kept that under wraps. And he said he did not bring politics into the locker room. And he did not bring football to politics. But if you support a certain candidate, even low-key, that is still bringing politics into the locker room. Exactly. As I viewed it. So I'm a little upset. Um, I still always I'm, think that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback I'm of all time. I'm just learning about this. And I'm but, um, about to have a mental breakdown. I, but it's I fine. <laughs> I cannot put the support behind what I thought was a better person. Yeah, I and agree that, with that. That makes me really sad. But on the upswing, Julian Edelman is still on the New England Patriots, and there's a million other wonderful we players. Know, well, as we don't all know this, but as my daughter knows, my favorite player has always been her favorite. Always been Julian Edelman. He yes. hasn't devoted to his. He hasn't hurt anybody. And also, Grunk didn't hurt anybody either. Anybody he just retired. We love Grunk. That knows Des Bryant, or <laughs> is friends with Des Bryant or lives in his neighborhood, tell him, stay the F home, first of all. Really, stay the F home. And, hey, come on over to our side. Okay? <laughs> so stay home, Des, so you can stay healthy for everybody. And then become a New England Patriot. And if you can't become a New England Patriot, God, please help the Jets, because they need somebody. And so that ends our sports talk for today. Yep. So we are going to now talk a little bit about... Oh, wait. Or, wait, wait we're not I done? I want to talk about this. One more thing. With sports. 
some of you don't know a lot about hockey, but I do. And I'm privileged to this fact that I didn't know, and I'm mad at myself for not knowing this, but I think this is way freaking cool. And I think this person doesn't get acknowledged for their, for their hockey skills. They get acknowledged for the fact that they're super good looking, super hot, and dress really well. So if any of you know about the New York Rangers, there's a man that has been on the Rangers. He's no longer on the Rangers because he's older now. He's still good looking. He's still hot. He still dresses fantastic. His name is Ron Duguay. He was a big, big heartthrob back in the 80s. Um, every girl had a Ron Duguay poster, which consisted of a hockey stick, his jersey flung over his shoulder, his bare chest, and a pair of white heart, um, wait, hard. <laughs> oh, my. Whoops. White. <laughs> I'm never going to recover from white this. White tight pants. And he <laughs> not, hopefully not hard. But the other day, he celebrated a record that I was unaware of. Ron Duguay holds the record for the, a goal being scored the fastest into a hockey game. Oh, cool. And it's, uh, I think it's 8.9 seconds. And so it's like at the start of the game. Right, at the start of the game. Bang, right out of the gate, scored this goal. That record has stood for 40 years. How freaking cool is that? That's and awesome. I said, I asked, like, seriously, nobody's broken this record? And he said, no. Apparently Nobody's not. broken this record yet in 40 years. So I hope the hell he can hang on to it. But if not, he was the first. And isn't that amazing? Yes, it is. 40-year record. And like, I love I mean, it. Look at the people that have come after him. Wayne Gretzky, you know, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, all of these people. And they didn't break that record yet. Wow. Austin Matthews. Wow. Kevin David. Come on, guys. Go for it. <laughs> so... I'm still recovering from white heart. <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I don't know what that even... Oh, Freud, help me now. <laughs> but anyway, isn't that a cool record? And congratulations to him. He still holds that record. And anybody that makes a record and can hold on to a record for 40-something years is pretty terrific. So uh, now our topic is... Because a lot of people are very scared about, like, what is life going to be like once, like, the world kind of comes back, which is going to be a slower process yes um but there are people i know that are going to just go right back to exactly how things were but we're going to talk about some of the precautions we're probably going to take maybe those some that you should take as well and how we think things could play out yeah so the first thing my mom was actually telling me this morning is um she had heard dr anthony fauci which is the only person besides sanjay gupta that we trust with medical knowledge on the virus said basically that well, the I really trust any of the doctors that yeah talk about it. um that we should basically not shake hands with anybody that and, we don't know anymore it's gone, it's gone. like and um, the other night we were listening to somebody on the radio and they gave like a bunch of like ways that you could say hi. She is going for jazz hands. With a little bit of one singular sensation. I don't know. Maybe I'll throw up some peace signs. I like that. Um, maybe I'll start. I don't want to bow because that should be done to me. Um, <laughs> I think bowing is, is weird. It reminds me of like Taekwondo. Like, I, think it's, yeah, I think it's, and I also think it's disrespectful. Because other cultures. An, an, another yeah. Another cultures thing to do. Um, you know, I think kind of like, you know what? Finger guns. <laughs> like. Right, and then someone pulls out a 45. Like, <laughs> yeah, not good. Um, okay, I'll tell you something else that I like. And I, I might go with this. If any of you watch the Shaws of Sunset. Yes. Destiny, my girl. Destiny kind of gives. Like this shimmy. I'm kind of kind of do jazz. Which I realize shimmy. the shimmy is kind of what I do when I eat. 
you know, and I get... It's your I Like Good Food Dance. (laughs) So, Destiny, if you listen to this or someone knows Destiny on the Shaza Sunset, tell her we're going to incorporate her... Her shimmy. shimmy. We're going to call it the Destiny Shake. Yeah, we like that. So that's the number one thing. I think how you greet people, especially people you don't know. Yes. I Will I hug my friends and people that I love? Yes. I'll always hug my friends and people that I... (laughs) I may not. No one listen to her. She's an extremist. Actually, I'm the extremist here. I'm the extremist. No, but like I'll still hug my friends and stuff. Think about it. Think about how are you going to greet people? Especially people you don't know. Because, like, yes, if you know where your friends have been, like, that's fine. Ha- where you have you? ever really know where your friends have been. Yes. Because I've had my friends tell me they were one place, Janie Fisher Harrington, <laughs> and they were somewhere else, and I get a call in the morning, oh, my God, can you pick me up so I don't do the walk of shame? Oh, nice. You just put your friend on blast <laughs> on the podcast. It's okay. Her neighbors don't know these things, and they probably don't listen to our podcast, so they're okay. Plot yeah, twist, they do. That's a, an interesting story, like... You really, do you really know where your friends have been or what they've done? I do. Sometimes, watch Sex in the City. They keep secrets. Um, okay, the next thing is I'm probably going to wear a mask out for a really long time. I'm being, like, dead serious. Like, to go to the grocery store. Okay, here's another thing. If you are our listeners, this is what I need from you. I have three different masks. I despise all of them because I'm claustrophobic. I also have three different masks. And they make me very uncomfortable in each one of them. And I start to breathe heavily and, you know, I, I, yeah. I sound like the bad phone call that you get in the middle of the night when someone's, you know, being funny. You sound like Darth Vader. So you're like, I'm like <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's really terrible. I don't like it. Or what What are those two? Beavis and Butthead. You know, those Oh, those. yeah. That's like. So if anybody knows of a mask or has a mask that they could recommend, or you make masks that you can recommend, please let me know. We actually have four types of masks. Okay. No, we have three. We have the white one, the one with the face, and the thing they pull up. Right, and the other white one. Oh, right. Yeah, but we're not really using those. Those are in case of serious emergencies. And we didn't take them from any medical people. We've had them. There's only three or four of them, and we're good. But anyway... We're using these particular masks, and I'm really having a hard time. So if anybody makes masks, knows of people that make masks, and I can that see are more them, that comfortable. are so much more comfortable, please let me know because I really, really have a hard time with it. But I am going to wear a mask for a certain amount of time. Oh, yeah, and um, I'm watching my dogs run around on the camera. Well, one of them. My mom has a really good friend. Um, he is Canadian, but he lives... Uh, very close to where the original epicenter was, which is in Wuhan, China. And he went out to a restaurant and everything, but he still is wearing a mask. He goes to work every day. He wears a mask. So, I mean, that's any and indication. It's very in China, and that's one of the first things he I told see. Me that's why it didn't seem weird because he did tell me, though, at one point during the uh, epidemic starting, that for the first time he looked out his window and he saw people lining up to go to the pharmacy to get masks, and that's when he knew it was getting serious. And that was before they closed down China. Oh, wow. But, uh, yeah, it is common over there in, like, China, Japan, and everything. And I actually think that's a really smart practice. I will also, too, what I think I'm going to stick with for a while is um, when I do come home from the grocery store. Like, now we get groceries delivered, and um, I take the stuff out in um the driveway and i throw the 
you know, the stuff that it's in the packaging and outside. I don't bring any outside packaging into the house. Even when I get, like, Amazon deliveries or Sephora or Urban or any of that, I take all the packaging out. And the clothes that I have gotten, because I have ordered clothes, it's not a secret, I take them, I take them out of the packaging and I wash them. And what we do with our stuff that we have delivered is we take it out of the box outside. Outside. That box outside, we bring it in, we spray it with Lysol. And then it kind of stays. it stays in our little hallway alcove for a quarantined period. And yeah. Depending on what it is. If it's a plastic, because it stays Because the for virus days. lives on things different it's, amounts yeah, of time. Yeah, plastic, it stays for four days. If it's paper, it stays for two days. And um, if it's not perishable or any kind of food like crackers or stuff like that, it stays for 24 hours Mm -hmm. and then it gets wiped down again before I put it away. Yeah, the most important thing is, um, and I think I'll, I'll stick with that for a bit to not bring outside packaging into my house. Um, the other thing that we do is when we get food that we order, um, and this is what we do. This is what my, all my friends, I have them doing it as well. We take all of the food out of the packaging outside, like that they put it in. So, like, um, I'll go outside. My mom will get, like, all of our dinner plates, and I will dump the food onto the plates, and then they get heated. So, again, heat the food. And again, if you get the food from the outside, you get that will kill the germs. Like, sauces and stuff. Take them out of whether it be the packet or the little container and put them into a bowl. Into a bowl. Yes, it is very uh, annoying sometimes because it is a whole process and like sometimes it's we're in the middle consuming. of doing something else. But it's for your health and your safety. Um, I think that I will wear gloves in public. I'm not the idiot that needs the lesson on the the uh, secondhand contamination. I don't touch my phone or my glasses or anything else on me while I'm wearing the gloves that I touched all the stuff with. I will take the gloves off if I'm going to touch anything else and put on a new pair of gloves. But this is what I do. I will take my items and put them in my car. So I'm not contaminating other people. Right. It's that simple. Um, But I think I will continue to wear gloves and a mask. If I'm in a a pretty, again, a supermarket is a pretty large um, setting. Um, now when it comes to like things like getting my hair and my nails done, um, my friend Alyssa does my hair, so I do have the luxury of her coming here. She's been in isolation the exact same amount of time. Where she does your hair is is very small. small And I go, not a lot of people, she goes really really early in the morning. morning. So there's literally usually just no one there but Alyssa. And, um, this. The place itself is kind of empty most of the time anyway. And also, um, our nail salon is also really, like, small and right. quiet. And they also wear masks. Right, yeah. So. Remember, most nail salon places, they wear masks already. And I will do that for a while. Yeah. And, and I think that's Any sort of place where I'm in the public, if I'm going to go, now again, like, I am a big mall goer. Everybody knows that. Um, if I am going to go to the mall, I'm going to have a mask on. Anytime I'm going to be in public for... I would say the next probably six months, I'll have a mask on. Yeah. And, you know, we're hopeful that by that time it will be a year old. Mm-hmm. There will be a vaccine. There will be way more known about the virus. It's, it's and also too, spreading and things like that. There's um, going to be the antibody test, which if you guys don't know, and I'm not making this this whole big thing like I think that we had coronavirus because, you know, I don't know for sure. But if you remember back... In about... In our podcast. We talked about yeah. it every podcast. We still when, have a cold. We yeah. still have some kind of cold. There is reason to believe that that might have been it. 
but you know we're fine and if they if it came to the point that we could get tested for antibodies if we and have it will them, be a very simple test from what i understand that i was watching last night yeah you'll be able to test yourself at home you can get a kit it's like a you'll prick your finger, finger prick and then you will see if you have the antibodies obviously you'll have the antibodies if you had the virus right and if you didn't then you if have you them. the virus and you have the antibodies well you are a medical marvel and congratulations. Um, I do believe then what they will do is take the antibodies from people. I don't know how they would do that if it means giving blood. I myself cannot give blood because I'm anemic. I can also not give blood because I'm also anemic. But the, here's the worst part. My mom and I are the same uh, blood type. We're the universal donor. Right. Um, because we sad. have an O blood type. It is sad, but I can't because I'm anemic and I'll also literally pass out. because I've picked up many of them as I watch about this. O seems to be the blood type that does not get the virus as frequently. Are we O positive or negative? O positive. We're O positive. But yeah. Um, A type blood gets mm-hmm. the virus mostly. Yeah. I don't know why that is, but that's what I've learned. I just exposed myself for not and knowing my blood type. <laughs> that's fine. Now I do. I knew I was O, but I always forget if I'm positive or negative. Yeah. I'm a positive. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I did hear about that, though, that A blood type gets it more, more frequently, frequently. um now let me ask you this question because this we obviously hadn't had a conversation about how do you feel about eating out well that, that's funny because i am going to talk to my friend in china because i did not know this i did know he goes he, out with a mask he ate out last night know, like, yeah how how do you do that like, you lift up the mask when you're out, put the mask back Also, down. too, okay, I know this is going to sound funny. I think I'd be fine eating out, but I'd have to bring my own silverware. Well, that is something that I think everybody should do. I always have silverware. Oh, yeah, me too. In my what, this bag. sounds psychotic right now. Okay, I will tell you the things that I always have with me, which you can incorporate into your new lifestyle. And there's a reason why she always has these I things with her. I always have my own straw. My own rubber straw. Yeah. Silicone. It's not rubber. It's silicone. Silicone. Okay. I always have that. Because, first of all, sometimes people put a straw. Did you ever go to a restaurant and they put a straw in your glass when you get the drink? or And they just leave the little part on mm-hmm. the top. I'm thinking, that's all well and good, but the whole rest of the straw was exposed. Right. And so you I probably also so touched that. So. I also carry bottle tops with me that fit soda bottles, water bottles, because how many times have you dropped your water bottle top and then you cannot get it because it's been on the floor? Oh, yeah. So I carry my own bottle tops. I also carry a spork with me. I bought um, an aluminum spork. Yes, I also have one, too. I got it at Nordstrom's. I know it sounds crazy. Okay, you can carry that with you. So I think it's a good idea that we make it a practice of carrying our own silverware. Now, um, you could get in trouble probably carrying a knife. I do carry. So um, I would suggest a plastic one, you know, yeah. or maybe we can find aluminum like our sporks that we could carry. Yeah, so an aluminum knife. You know, but I think that's a good idea to Me carry too. your own silverware. Is an excellent, excellent idea. I think that's a really so good I, idea. I am going to make it more of an effort to do that. And I also suggest that you carry your own napkins. I carry napkins in my bag. And if you have wipes or hand sanitizer, carry that with you because menus have more germs than anything else in the entire universe. I, Not every restaurant wipes down their menus. Okay. They should. Dead serious. I think that when you come in, they should say, look up our menu on 
look it up on or someone's you know phone. Or have it on a board. Let yeah. people read it. I think menus, I try not to touch I them ever. I something that, you know, and there are people that will say, this is completely germaphobic. After this, you have to up your game here. There's just no getting around it, no, no matter how much you want to. You have to, you can't just be like, change. eh, it's whatever. Because I don't think there's going to be change in the fact that, like, you can't leave your house. It's not always going to be the way that it is right, right now. And You're going to be fine. we have to do as people, we have to learn to, to respect people's boundaries. A lot of people are very, very frightened, more frightened than myself. And I'm a pretty frightened of things like this person. But you're going to have to respect their social boundaries, that they do not want you in their space. Right. See, that I'm a big um, personal space people, especially with, like, those that I don't know. I don't like when mine people was, stand on top of me. always because it makes me claustrophobic and I don't like being surrounded. But now it's more of a germ thing. And you have to not make fun of this. This is something that impacted a lot of people's lives. So you're going to have to be more aware of social boundaries and adhere to them. Don't and like you start making your own social. Don't boundaries. like pack into an elevator. Don't like if there's a line at a store, be on top of everybody. Don't have to crowd when you're getting on, you know, um, a subway or a train or an airplane. Leave fucking space between you and people. And I don't I'm think it's that sure hard. That there were there are going to be limitations of things for a while where they're not going to let ten thousand people into something. Mm-hmm. They're going to limit the amount of people that they let into places at one given time and I think that's a good thing so we shouldn't look at these changes as necessarily what I negative. do think is going to change with certain things because I think about like music festivals and concerts especially now like a lot of concerts have pits I don't think that's going to be a thing anymore and I think they're going to weigh less in like the seating capacity right. of and like okay. an arena and that's fine um and like, as I said, don't look at these things as negatives. These are precautions to keep you and your family safe and healthy. It's this simple. So do you want to get sick? We don't have to do this again. We don't want to do this again. You don't want to do this again. So look at it like, oh, hell, it's not going to happen to me. Or everybody's making a big deal of it. No, this is a big deal. You know, go on the statistics today. Go on the news, okay? You have thousands and thousands of people that died. Thousands. And people say, well, most of them are old. No one is expendable, irregardless of your disability, your age, your illnesses. That doesn't mean that we get to decide, well, you're older, you have to go now. doesn't happen that way. So don't take this all as negative. Take this as positives. Like, we're going to be a healthier society. We're going to be a more tolerant, hopefully, society. Because we've lived through some really tough things. And we're making it through the other side. So if you made it through the other side, be grateful and figure out how you got there was not by the devil may care attitude. I could just do whatever the hell I want. Right. That's not how you got there. And if you were one of those people that got there that way, thank the other people that didn't do it that way. That adhered to the rules. That stayed home. So what we would like to do is we would like to hear how you guys are kind of... Are you thinking ahead? Are you thinking about how you're going to kind of get through this and how you're going to change your life after or do you and be honest do you plan on not doing anything different do you plan on just going I also think that I right back into I it myself will not have a problem saying to people I need you to move away I, I won't have a problem with that back. I need you to put some distance between us yeah and, and I, I don't think that's anything I don't think that you rude. should be offended by that at all because I do think you have to look out for yourself and your family first and foremost you have to be an advocate for yourself now, especially when you're going to be on the outside. I have no problem saying to someone, like, listen, you need to, like, back up, not be on top of me. Um, and I think that if places like movie theaters are smart and places like gyms, I think they need to adhere to 
maybe limiting the certain amount of people in the gym at one time. Oh, yeah. Moving the equipment further away from each other. And, you know, that's going to cause a lot of problems for some people. But then look into expanding your gym if that's what it takes. Yeah. If you want to keep all those people, then, you know, maybe I, I don't I don't know how you would do this, but really start limiting you. Limit the amount of members even that maybe the gym would have to begin with. I think you are going to have to cap off limitations of how many people can be anywhere because you know, I'm going to be 100% honest. In a movie theater, unless you're with someone that you know, you have to sit a distance of two to three seats apart. Right. Which I don't understand why in any situation. This has always been my biggest pet peeve. It's like with parking. I don't understand if an entire movie theater is empty why you want to sit next to the two people that are sitting in the second row like by themselves. Like what is that? Is that some fucking psychological sickness that you have? Probably. Right. But I don't understand that I, because I am going to think twice, especially like I do, I go to a gym, I have a, a gym membership and I'm going to really survey the situation. And if, you know, the one room where all the machines are, if that's too crowded that day, I'm not going to do it. You know, it's pretty okay when you go like to where like the treadmills are and the ellipticals because it's usually, you know, like just us or whatever. Um, you know, I think those types of things are going to have to change. I think it's a good idea you go to a gym, wear gloves. Oh, yeah. Wear gloves to the gym because those are your gloves. You can take them home, pop them in the washing machine. And, like, because I think back to, like, when I first joined, like, the gym and everything, I got sick a bunch because people are germy. They don't wipe down the machines. They don't listen. And, you know, you have bodily fluids. You're sweating. Those are the droplets that we speak of. Those are the droplets. So if you have any other good suggestions that we didn't talk about, we'd like to hear them. And if you're not going to do anything like we talked about and you're not going to do anything that you think is going to change it, we want to know that too and we want to know why. Right. I don't want you to just say, I'm not doing it. I'm going back to the way it was. Because there are a lot of people living in New York and we lived in New York for 9-11 that were like, I'm not changing anything. You had to. Mm-hmm. If you lived in New York, you got it. You had to change it. And this will impact New York in the same manner. New Yorkers will adapt to that change. I've seen it What before. you've seen with how, you know, California really flat is flattening the, the curve. They really started to listen to take it seriously. Um, you know, you see, in, in places like New York and California, you can't always even blame the residents. You have to blame the people that are tourists and coming in. and And See, the good thing about California is there's space. Mm -hmm. New York City, you're confined. You're always in confined areas. But they adhere to it and they adapt to it. But I definitely think in, like, the tourist places in California, I hope to see a a decrease in, like, the amount of people that are, like, crowding, you know, the Chinese theater. And I hope to see, even at... I think even at amusement parks, you're going to have to cap off how many people can be in there. Because, like, that is also not a good thing. And look at how many people, th- until the day they close Disney, we're well, still jamming in I there. I think it's still a good idea with, with Disney because they have the timed passes mm-hmm. now. So that's going to be way easier to take care of. Maybe that's what they should do in gyms and movie theaters to give you timed passes. Like, this is your time to come. Yeah. And I think that, so if any of you own gyms out there or are parts, uh, work for a gym, maybe make that suggestion. Maybe they start incorporating timed passes for people go according to your membership or according to the times that you're you're able to go. Like they could give you three times to pick Or even from. like they look at like what times do you usually go to right, the gym and kind of, yeah. Of like what times are best for you. And then move accordingly. Time passes to the gym might be the way to go. But yeah, I definitely, I hope to see people wanting to change certain things because I think this will, 
I think that if you're stupid, if this doesn't impact the way that you see life when life gets back to normal, because it will be pretty normal. And I'm not trying to scare anybody and be like, life as you know it is over. It's not. It's but gonna. You you'll forget in time. It, it, it's it's a different way all the time. Life is we always change changing all the time for different reasons, and sometimes not as serious as this. We make an altercation to the way we. I do mean, let's things. look at like who would have ever thought like you would have a phone that has no buttons, right? So we make, we adhere You know, that seems real that. scary at first. And I think that that's mm. why it's so easy for me. Having been a New Yorker, New Yorkers, although people say many things about them, they are extremely adaptable. You can put most New Yorkers on a desert island. They will survive. They will adapt. They'll figure it out. Oh, yeah. You know, they'll find a way to get Starbucks. Trust me. That's how they do things. So, you know, let us know what you think, what you're going to do, what you're not going to do. If you have any other good suggestions you think for us. We would appreciate it. And, of course, by now, everybody should be carrying every day hand sanitizer with yep, you. Yep, hand sanitizer of 60% alcohol or more. That's what's the good stuff. Um, so, yeah, don't forget, we're six days away from the live stream. You can join us. I'll be posting links and reminders. Our next podcast will have nothing to do with the coronavirus. We like to switch it up a little bit. Uh, yeah, so that's all we have for and today. Starts if you're Well, we're taping this on Thursday. You'll hear tonight it tonight. starts about the serial killers that we already talked about yeah. on the Oxygen Network. If you're interested in looking for something new. And we're also going to probably start another new show very soon. We are? Yeah. We just started a bunch. Well, we're going to start... Killing Eve. Oh, yeah. We're going to start Killing Eve. And we'll let you know about that. Yeah. So until next time, everybody. Stay Corona cozy and please, please stay home.